Hey listeners, welcome to the ClusterCast, a filterless podcast on family travel. I am your co-host, Anna Lyons. And I'm Scott Lyons. Hey, Scott. Long time no see. How was Barcelona? (laughs) Was it Thuper in Barcelona? It was. Thanks for asking. (laughs) It was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was very okay. super. Washington was gloomy and sad. So how was the Mediterranean coast of Spain where you went alone? Are you trying to get people to hate me? No, just asking. Should I ask about your flight <laughs> upgrades too? No, let's not talk about my upgrades. No. Did you bring me your fancy class swag? <laughs> As my one consolation for being left here with the kids while Stu Gallivant is my little <laughs> tiny, my little tiny tubes of lotion and and socks you know i'm working when i go on these trips right little grip (laughs) little grips on the bottom to keep you from slipping on that marble surface in Mm -hmm. the first class cabin Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so where's my swag bag you know i did bring you some okay i think the kids swiped it okay maybe look i'm six three all right Flying is not as easy for me as it is for you. Well, it's actually isn't that easy for me either. Yeah, we we travel a lot for people who are fussy flyers, and mm-hmm. that we isn't really even do. including the children. No, it's not. Actually, the children are the easiest travelers in our family. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it was not always this way. You're right, which is the topic of this very episode. Ah, I see uh-huh. what we did there. Yeah, yeah, nice. there it is. Flying with kids, the big one. Everyone wants to know about this one. Yeah, the ever-present question of parents who travel with kids. What do you do with these tiny humans when flying in a metal tube at 500 to 700 miles an hour? 500. 500. 500. Yeah. It's from Barcelona. (laughs) Your accent is showing. I love how people try to come up with an answer to that like it's travel alchemy mm-hmm. everyone keeps trying to come up with all these silly little tips and tricks that don't actually work but the truth is oh here it is folks the truth bomb here it comes sit down is everybody sitting down get ready here we go they probably are sitting down okay just stay seated don't get up it's okay. not the time to go get a drink or some popcorn don't stay there the truth is <clears throat> There are no tricks. No. Nope. It's like Stanley Hudson from The Office. It's a run out the clock situation and you get through it as best as you can. The end. The end. The end. It's run out the clock. There it is. Godspeed. Well, thanks for listening to our podcast. Please click download, like, and subscribe and (laughs) do all the things that tells you or who the internet that you like our stuff. Before you close this out. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We do have a few things to share beyond the truth bomb. We do have a few coping mechanisms that we use to help run out the clock. Right. This is true. Yeah. We have ways to support you through your run out the clock situation. And to any parents of babies and toddlers out there, let me just say that it gets better. It does. It, It really does. Our kids are rock star travelers now, and we don't even worry about how they will do on a flight anymore. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. We don't even worry about what they will do on a flight. Yeah, I mean, that used to be the the big thing I focused on before we traveled was what are we going to do? How are they going to do? Uh, 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 uh. So obviously it wasn't always this way. They weren't always rock stars. In fact, I mean, we had a very miserable flight with Oliver when he was a year old. And I straight up Googled 
ocean liners that would take us across the Atlantic because there was no freaking way I was going to get in a metal tube with that night fury again. (laughs) I wasn't going to do it. I did Google it and it doesn't really exist. So for those of you who don't catch the reference, that is from How to Train Your Dragon, the night fury reference. Yeah. And we lost a lot of good Viking villages on that flight. We really did. So it was definitely the walk of shame on that flight. (laughs) We had people come up to us and say, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. It's okay. I even heard the gentleman in front of us say he's going to change seats. And I mean, I didn't blame the guy. I wish I could change my seat too. Yes. Which was me. I don't want to be here either. (laughs) (laughs) But all this is to say that we don't have those perfect little ornament babies who sit nicely on a plane. And fall asleep in their ergo. Ugh. I hate it when moms are like, oh, I just put them in the ergo and they went right to sleep. By the way, did I mention ergo? How many times can I mention ergo before you go Google it and find out that I spent $200 on a baby carrier? By the way, ergo is not sponsoring this podcast. (laughs) Obviously not. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks, Debbie, in the ergo. But we'd rather not have a sweaty, screaming baby strapped to us at 35,000 feet. Also, nobody cares what you spend on a baby carrier. Nobody cares. And all this is to say is that we definitely have had rough, rough flying experiences. Mm-hmm. Our kids do not and still do not sleep on airplanes. Like it just doesn't happen. So this is not going to be a smug $200 baby carrier level advice here. Right. This so, is more like Katniss Everdeen from the Hunger Games salute, salute advice. Salute advice. Like salt <laughs> of the earth. We've been there. We've done it. It's terrible. And we're just going to tell you the truth about it. So... For starters, I would say we'll start with the youngest. If you are flying with babies, I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. They will probably scream and cry and you will be embarrassed at some point, if not for the entire thing. Mm-hmm. So exactly. there's that. So pack a lot of extra diapers, clothes and bottles if they're bottle feeding. Oh, ergo Debbie, Debbie definitely oh, doesn't yeah. use bottles. We shan't mes- Shh. mention that name. It's okay. Shh, Debbie. Those things that shall not be named. <laughs> but we okay. don't care about her. We don't care. But we're also telling her to be quiet. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Ziploc bags were good. Either for barfs or barfy poopy pee clothes to be contained. Contained and the smell contained and the liquid contained. Mm-hmm. All the stuff. It's just good. Have a bunch of those on hand. If you are flying long haul, some airlines offer these um, bulkhead seats with little baby cribs that attach to them for free. Also, I'll add that. And those are pretty cool. Yep, and we took advantage of those uh, a couple times. Mm-hmm. It sort of worked out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, the flight crew was great, and we had our little bouncy seat attached to the bulkhead. Uh, it's just that our kids were not going to have any of that. Yeah, it wasn't. It they wasn't like it. lack of availability or people not being supportive. It was just mm-hmm. our kids weren't into it. And I think if we had gotten the little crib bassinet thing instead mm-hmm. of the bouncy seat, it would have worked. But it's neither here nor there. It's long ago. It doesn't yeah. matter anymore. Yeah. Don't care anymore. But if you want a bulkhead seat with baby accommodations, you definitely need to call the airlines as early as you can to reserve your spot. Some airlines reserve these with the purpose of families coming aboard. So take advantage of that if it sounds like something that would work when traveling with a tiny baby. Yeah. I would also add that like just don't wash any like special bedding or lovey a week leading up to the trip. That's also good because it smells like home. It's Mm kind of comforting. At least that's what you tell yourself. I think it works. Yeah. You know, something that's normal. Yeah. So, but there are limits in terms of what you can do. And either your kid is having it or he's not. And just remember, all flights are eventually end. 
I think it is smart to have some kind of schedule set up for yourself, similar to what we do in the car. Um, if anything, it keeps you sane to not be constantly reacting to the kids. Yeah, exactly. Because you're in this little tube and everyone's watching you and judging your parenting. I mean, <laughs> this is the big show, guys. Like everyone is watching you. Children should be like not seen and not heard on airplanes. So, right. yeah. And this I goes just, for all ages. Yeah, way. it does. Yeah. And and to just have a routine so you kind of know what's coming next and you're not guessing, you're not trying to come up with things. And if you read the account, stay with me, folks, of Sir Ernest Shackleton. Hey, I know him. Yeah. Who was he? Oh, he was a 1911 explorer, by the way. Yeah. Uh, who was in the race to get to the South Pole <clears throat> and his ship was trapped and subsequently crushed in an ice flow on their way to Antarctica. Very good. Ooh. The entire crew was stranded on an ice pack, kind of like Apollo 13, but with schooners and sled dogs. Exactly like Apollo 13. So Shackleton was often recognized as being an amazing leader during that time. One of the main reasons was being how he kept his entire crew, one, alive on the ice flow for two months near the South Pole, and two, kept morale up. And a lot of it was due to the fact that he kept everyone from going crazy as he had this schedule set up for daily tasks for everyone to do. And everyone knew that they were stupid and meaningless, but it gave them something to focus on. And I feel like that is what you're doing when you're flying with kids. You're just giving every yourself and the kids something to focus on. Of, right. You know, this, then this, then this. You know. Exactly. So, no, it doesn't matter if you play with the barf bag turned puppet before you pace up and down the aisle with the baby. Of course not. But it gives you and the kid something to focus on. The routine. That is the key. That is the key. And also, if you are unfamiliar with Sir Ernest Shackleton and the Endurance, I highly recommend you go and find a book about it. It is a harrowing adventure. And you can actually see the James Caird, the lifeboat that the crew used as part of the rescue effort at Dulwich College in England. So put that on your list next time you're in England. There it is. Apparently it's. And your parents went and saw it. Mm -hmm. And they said it was definitely worth it. So perfect. We'll have to do it next time. We will. So. But really for babies, toddlers and preschoolers, we would say to have a routine. Definitely have a routine. Yeah. So um, just like when if you listen to our road trip episode, we talked about how we had a routine um, when the kids were tiny and we had them in one hour chunks Mm -hmm. and we just stuck to it and round and round we went Worst case scenario, you'll do the routine 20 times, except a certain level of cracker cum, crumbs, sweat, tears, not just from the baby, you too, mm-hmm. okay? Sure. Uh, whacking your funny bone on the armrest. I mean, this kind of stuff is just the worst, and it's a necessary evil to travel. There's yeah. no getting around it. It's yeah, going to sooner, happen. The sooner you can accept that, the sooner you can move beyond it. Yeah, just grieve it and move on. So do there you with- go. So do what you will with gate checking strollers and portioning out snacks. But by the second hour of the flight, it'll be a free for all. Right. (laughs) It will. Yeah. So think of it this way. If Sir Ernest Shackleton could keep an entire crew of South Pole explorers alive and sane for two months, then you can definitely definitely keep a mundane flight routine. Right. Yep. Exactly. And he didn't even have goldfish crackers in those anti-spill cups either. So you're way ahead. You're way ahead of the game at this point. So did we ever do anything in terms of toys for the kids, though? Hmm. Yeah, I tried it a couple times. Like I would go to the dollar store and buy a few cheap toys and hid them until we were on the plane. So it was new and special. But I don't remember it going particularly well. Yep. Like They just yeah. they didn't care. It was I like, don't oh, really gee, think thanks. they cared if we took the toys back off the plane. They were kind of cheap 
junk anyways. Just leave them there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, leave them for someone else to focus on. But in, at the end of it, all oh, they the kids just wanted a spoon to sip out the dregs of their cranberry juice and not on the safety information card anyways. Exactly. You know? Cran- cranberry soup and streptococcus. I mean, it's what everyone <laughs> wants. It's what everyone wants. Totally. There you go. So once the kids were over two and had to have their own seat on planes, we did start bringing their car seats and that ushered in a new era of freedom because car seats have buckles. They have buckles. Yes, they have buckles. Contain them. You're not containing them anymore. They have a container. And I will just also say verify that your car seat is FAA approved. We've had a few non-helpful crew members assume that we didn't do our due diligence and check that we have the little mm-hmm. certification on the back. Mm-hmm. Whatever. They enjoyed their power trip. Whatever. Sure. I'll let you look at the off. same thing I looked at just I two minutes ago and, and verified it was there. Went not on even, the website, yeah. verified it, verified it again, whatever. <sighs> Enjoy your power just trip. Let Fine. them do their thing. They got to know. Fine. Everyone's got to have their thing. Just, just brush like, it off, though. Yeah. Just shake it off. Keep going. Just move on. Yeah. So. You know, note their name down on a little list that you don't mm-hmm. show to anybody. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. Just keep um, my, it's, my list. <laughs> but it does seem like nowadays there are a lot more gadgets and things available to help kids sleep on planes. Yeah. There are little like inflatable footrests mm-hmm. that can be turned into a bed. I saw a little sleeping tent rig that you can set up. That's there's a lot of there's a lot more cool stuff today than there was when our kids were little, like ten yeah, years exactly. ago. It's really come a long way than it. Than Not it to mention to. that we are living in the age of tablets. And all the flight exhaled for tablets have come into existence. <sighs> there they are. They exist. <laughs> you can have them we buckled and watch a tablet. <laughs> So this brings us to the biggest piece of advice we could offer any family who is traveling. Don't let your kids use the tablet. I'm sorry, unless you're traveling. <laughs> yeah, we'll add that there. Sorry. Everyone collectively went, <gasps> unless you're traveling. I am telling you, this is where it's at. It is so novel and new and special that your older kids will not Make a peep when they have it. Yeah, we are not tablet snobs. No, screen time is whatever. I think it's a weird thing to obsess over. I don't get it. I don't get why everyone's so into it. People got to have their thing, just like Ergo Debbie. Yeah, that's true. So fine, Ergo Debbie. Have it. You can have it. Here's what we do. And also, we're a lot happier. Um, (laughs) We keep the tablets as a special thing. So we saw when, you know, they kind of first came into existence, the power that these things held over our kids. And we were like, whoa. Mm. And so we thought, how can we use this best to our advantage? Because, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Right. Or so. I'll be responsible after they're done with a tablet. Yeah. So <laughs> so the tablets go into hiding unless we're in the air or in the car for a long trip. Yep. And it has been this way since we've owned tablets. The mm-hmm. kids don't know what it's like to have full access to them. So. And it's great. I mean, these are cheap Amazon yeah. tablets, you know. Mm-hmm. So headphones on, internet turned off. Yeah, don't and, mm, yeah. don't let them know that's an option. Don't connect it to the Wi-Fi. Don't connect it to your phone Wi-Fi hotspots. No, don't boundaries, do any people. Of that. Boundaries. So that makes you have to find apps that work without internet. Don't, so just, just, just don't. so you know, just get a little disclaimer there. So definitely preload movies okay, onto fine. the storage. You know, some yeah. Angry Birds games work without internet. Most don't. Things like that. And uh, 
and they go nuts. They need to be happy with what they have. Give mm-hmm. them, give them the Walkman talk. Give them the little like <laughs> beepy Beauty and the Beast um, little video game toy. Like, give them the talk of like what you had to do. Road bingo, coloring books. Okay, and then they'll be happy to have their non Wi-Fi. Yep. Totally, totally fine. So, anyway. Our kids don't get like a daily allotment of tablet time. We just let them have it all at once. Mm-hmm. So nine hours. Here you go, kids. Here you go. Go until the battery dies and then go listen to your iPod. Yeah. We just cram it into massive chunks on travel days. Exactly. Just, here, be quiet. And sure, they're little blue light zombies by the end, but whatever. I actually bought them those little blue light filtering glasses for <laughs> our upcoming trip. So Ew. why'd you do that? Well, I figured that the blue light emanating from the tablet is probably not helping with the gel lag so yeah i get it like eye fatigue and stuff we'll give it a try i it supposedly it messes with your melatonin and your mm-hmm. circadian rhythm i have no clue i'm desperate and the glasses were cute <laughs> <laughs> but at the end i can tell you right now that nothing's gonna happen we shall see yeah to be continued to be continued it'll be another podcast so uh if you have younger kids i will also say that the apps for toddlers and preschoolers are good there's this bubble one that's a lot of fun i even kind of enjoy it you sort of draw your finger across and little bubbles show up um there's a few others yeah they get to pop them it's great just research and download and then don't let them see it until you're in the air yep so once your kids get to be well kids things get a lot easier they can manage themselves stare at their tablet and pretty much leave you alone yeah and i mean we had many many an overnight flight with the kids who would just straight up not sleep they wouldn't cry so that was good they would just root around and be discontented little eels flopping (laughs) and this is how hardcore we are we travel even though our kids don't do the typical fall asleep as soon as the plane Mm -hmm. takes off and they have a bottle nope they're awake yep wide awake everything was new and unfamiliar and i still do it anyways (laughs) yeah we still went and we will always if i could do it over again i still would so um i get it i don't sleep on planes either so i can't be too upset at them i'm just like yeah Yeah. i know me too but we try we don't know why we try (laughs) but we always try to go into our flights with this hopeful attitude of this time it will be different this time we will all sleep great i know (laughs) It's like hope springs eternal. Mm-hmm. Like maybe this time, maybe this time we'll figure it out. And and I've noticed, and you probably have too, like when you walk down the aisle in the middle of an overnight flight, you know, you see people totally passed out. But then you see these like a few that have just given up and they're just binge watching a show. Like mm-hmm. super hardcore. Yeah. They've flown enough to be like, yeah, it'll never happen. Don't waste any more time angry flopping. I'm going to find out if Lady Mary is able to save Downton Abbey this time. Yeah. They, these quitters are onto something. I mm-hmm. get it now. It's never any different. It's always the same story, flopping, shifting, miserable. Just catch up on some movies and call it done. And this is why I don't push for first class either. I've seen those seats. There's mm. no way I could sleep in that narrow little bed. I wouldn't be so sure. No, <clears throat> really. Here's here's my theory. So when we were flying back from Greece, Charlie and I shared a row and I blew up both inflatable footrests to seat level. So I had the seat in the entire space in front of three seats to spread out. I had every pillow, every blanket to me and I didn't sleep a wink. I just (laughs) laid there and tossed and turned. I remember those blow up seats. I could hear you in the corner over there going, shh. 
<laughs> I should get like one of those hand Trying to be quiet, you next know. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's you got to blow up these massive footrest things. And yeah. you only have your mouth and your lungs as a source of air. Whenever it passes Anyways. the time. It passes the time. It gives you, again, just like with Shackleton, like it just gives you something to focus on. Like, yeah, that's I'm helping. I'm totally helping right now. Yeah. You know, and maybe the experience would be wasted on you either because you do sleep like a starfish. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I admit that. I, I was upfront with that when we were dating. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. I've accepted it. I hate sleeping bags, obviously. So why would I be paying $5,000 to sleep in a sleeping bag? Yeah. No, thanks. But there are hot towels and you don't get a travel, you know, the travel kinkles. The travel kinkles. That's <laughs> true. That is true. Anyway. All this is to say is none of us sleep particularly well on planes, overnight flights or otherwise. Oliver is the king of staying up. That kid has stayed up through a red eye from London to Greece, the entire three hour ferry. I mean, Charlie was passed out. He was awake, too. But eventually he just kind of gave up on the luggage at the ferry terminal. But Oliver was just like bright eyed and punchy. Mm-hmm. Um, he did take a great nap, though. Once we finally got him in a bed, he, he yep. passed out. But he doesn't sleep either. So I understand. It's like I get it. And we try. I think mm-hmm. we've established that we try. I mean, we, we try. trot the kids to the bathroom to brush their teeth and put on comfy clothes for overnight flights. Oh, we go through all the motions and I've packed these little travel sheets and I've washed them and, you know, special detergent from home. So it smells nice. I mean, desperate, desperate measures. Mm-hmm. Nothing. We should just lean into it and just binge the in-flight yeah. entertainment for nine hours rather than angry closing our eyes, hoping to drift off to sleep. I think that's what I'm going to do now because we don't do it. And I don't know if it's just travel anxiety or the discomfort of being in a plane, but nobody likes it. So we power through. Yeah, that's and, that's my new thing. I'm just powering through. And these days, it's it's obviously a lot easier with our kids being older and able to manage themselves. You know, we can go back to doing the crossword puzzle in the, in the in-flight magazine with our spare time. Yeah, and I will say that something any parent should do when flying with their kids is familiarize yourself with the crew. Say hello. Make the kids say hello. Yeah. They are your lifeline up there. I mean, you are incredibly vulnerable when you're traveling, especially with kids. The only people you have is the flight crew who can help you if you need something. So building that connection can really go a long way. Yeah. So like say hello, learn their name and Mm -hmm. say come back every 30 minutes because I might need you. We might need you. No, that's a fast way to make an enemy. I'm just teasing. (laughs) You know what? I think the first class has gotten a little kind of changed you a bit. Oh? Mm Mm-hmm. Come, come back every 30, every 30 minutes. minutes in case I oh. need you. Yeah. If my wine glass is empty, please top it off. I don't know. We're back here at the plebs <laughs> where it's like you're lucky if you get a smile. Yeah. Yeah. So back with the plebs, I remember on one flight we had taken and, and they had run out of food. So the kids were desperately hungry and one flight attendant snuck up to first class and got us some food for the boys. Yes. It was a top secret contraband mission. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. I think Jack Ryan was on to us. <laughs> That's not the Jack Ryan theme, by the way. No. But we gave not. we gave him the slip and the kids ate cheese crackers. Yes, we did give him the slip. And I've had flight attendants really help us out in a lot of cool ways. And I oh, think yeah. a lot of it comes from smiling and saying hello and thank you and being kind. Yeah, exactly. So. And teaching the kids to do that as well, by the way. You yeah. should obviously do that anyways. Sure. But I think on planes, a lot of people just kind of put their head down and don't really try to connect. They just sort of go into their own world and ask for drinks. And I think pushing back against that tendency, you definitely have to as a parent um, to form connections with the people who can help you. Yep. We have learned the hard way uh, how much 
we are at the mercy of these airlines sometimes. It, it rhymes with British Airways. <laughs> subtle. So that's, subtle. That's really subtle. Don't fly British Airways. <laughs> They're the worst, except for that one flight attendant who got us the cheese crackers from first class. Right. You were nice. <laughs> You're okay. But you can be stuck in a metal tube with recycled air for nine hours after having been forced to jettison all your food by the second round of security at Heathrow with absolutely nothing for your toddlers but some chocolate you bought at Harrods. So, yeah, making eye contact and reminding the flight crew that you are human isn't a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. So our flying with kids advice is this. Make like Sir Ernest Shackleton and have a schedule, at least when the kids are young and you're a screen snob. I guess mm-hmm. you'll need to do that. I don't care what it is, um, you know, chew on the in-flight safety card, pace around the aisle, eat cranberry juice soup, diaper change, bottle, attempt a nap, lather, rinse, repeat. That's yep. just You just have to do it. And give up the days of having leisure time when you fly. Yeah. Give it up. Give it up. Grieve it, process it, and move on. Move on, bury it, have Again, a little ceremony. Your job is to run out the clock with the kids. When they turn six, things will get easier and you can finally see what happens on Downton Abbey and finish that in-flight Sudoku. Exactly. Hide the tablets. I'm serious. If you can't commit to only travel policy, then hide them for a week prior. You're welcome. Yeah, that goes You're a long ways. Welcome. And make friends with the flight crew. You know, they will be your advocate and is a great way for the kids to learn manners and how to order their own drinks. Yes, which totally happens now. Yeah. I've been zoned out and the flight attendant will be like, and what would you like? Realizing that the children have already handled their orders like a boss. Yep. And they nudged you to say, wake up, Mm -hmm. your turn. They did. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I felt so proud. And don't forget, bring triple of whatever food, clothing and diapers you normally would use in a day. Yes. Something happens at altitude and kids just start soiling everything at an alarming rate. Mm -hmm. So bring some Ziplocs too. Um, I read just like one in-flight travel prep blog or whatever you want. I don't even know what it was, a message board or something. And one mom likened it to marathon prep, like even suggested wearing like athleisure, athleisure, however you say it. Athleisure. Athleisure clothing, you know, with pockets and stuff. So caring for your family at 35,000 feet is hard and unpredictable. So just be prepared, like just dig in and get ready for a long, long night. Yep, exactly. So we aren't poised to give any advice except to do what is best for your family. Mm-hmm. And anyone yeah. who tells you that they have it figured out in terms of, quote unquote, flying with kids, either has a six year old or is selling snake oil. It's yeah. never easy. Accept it and move on. And eventually you will get to Hawaii. And and just for some perspective here, we could all be dying of cholera <laughs> on a steamer. Sure. Or stuck on an ice floe. Right. Yeah. So it could be worse. Could be it could way always worse. be worse. Way worse. So much worse. So anyway, that is going to do it for us. Thank you so, so much for listening. It means the world to us. We love getting to make this show and we love knowing that you all enjoy it. Yep. So please click, download, like, and subscribe. Please do all the things that tells the internet that you like our stuff. See, now I can close it out. Yeah. No, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Now you can. Follow us on the Instagrams and the Facebooks at Clusterfuss Travel or Travel Clusterfuss because Instagram was being surly the day I wanted to sign up and it didn't let me have the right order but whatever doesn't matter here we are and check out our website at www.clusterfusttravel.com there you will find our blog merch store and podcast please subscribe to us whenever you listen to podcasts 
uh, via Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or iHeartRadio, and leave us a nice review. We like to see those. Since yeah. we don't rely on SEO, we really depend on our community of listeners and readers to boost our visibility. Send us an email. We would love to hear from you. Clusterfusttravel.com. Check out our merch store as well. We have some very cool travel-inspired designs that help us keep this show running and the blog and all that other stuff. So. Mm-hmm. And you know, Debbie, the Ergo user, wants us to use an off-brand stroller. Whenever she hears us say it, no offense to anyone named Debbie, this is the Clustercast, a filterless podcast on family travel. Along, everyone. Bye.